Hi, I'm Reggie Blinker. Hi, I'm Rufus Brevitt. Hi, I'm Jeff Winter. Hi, I'm Andrew Cole. Hi, I'm Michael Thomas. Hi, I'm Kieran Gibbs. Hi, I'm Theo Walcott. Hi, I'm Jack Wilshire. Hi, I'm Steve McManaman. Hello, I'm Robbie Fowler. This is Life's a Pitch. It's Monday evening. Hello, good evening. Welcome to the show. It's wet out there. I hope you're, you're nice and dry wherever you are. Be safe if you're on the roads. Kick back. We're, we're going to talk an hour about football matters. And by we, I mean the guests. We have Kalantan. Well, he was Kalantan coach last season. We'll find out soon if he still is going to be next season. But Boyan Hodak is here. Hi, Boyan. Hello. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Celtic fan Stuart Cavens hey, is here. That's Kal- Kalantan fan <laughs> Stuart Cavens. <laughs> Come on, Kalantan. <laughs> and and Jeeve. Thank you. That's the one that you'll write to on the Facebook page. <laughs> I'm here as well. Tweet us at BFM Radio, SMS 016201 Follow us on Facebook. We have a page, Football on BFM. Give us a like. Go on, go on. Oh, that's using national media. Before, before we start talking about the weekend's uh, excellent Barclays Premier League action, let's find out from Boyan what's going on in his life. Boyan, question on everybody's lips. Where are you going to be next season? Are you still going to be at Kelantan? I don't know yet. <laughs> At the moment, I'm enjoying holiday. I'm enjoying every second of my holiday, traveling around uh, Southeast Asia. Why, why, Asia. why don't you know yet? Doesn't the season start know, in a month? No, still, uh, season is starting 5th of January. Pre-season will start probably somewhere in the middle of November. So, still, I'm negotiating with my management. Tansri, who is president of Kelantan FA, was in um, Mecca for... Much yeah. so he's back. I think that he arrived yesterday. So I'm waiting his call to to sit and arrange all details. So after that, uh, I can tell you if I'm still there or not. <laughs> okay. I think okay. I, I think I can say on behalf of all Kalantan fans in the country <laughs> and internationally, we want Boyan back. Yes. Come back, Boyan. Bo Come Jan. on. Bo Bring Boyan home. Tan Street, get your finger out. Bring Boyan home. Put put some weather. All right. All right. That's enough Boyan love for now. Let's talk about football. There's never enough Boyan love. Never. Incidentally, Boyan, you were you were ripped off. You should have won Manager of the Year. Were you should have got it. Yeah. No, I expect this because we didn't win it. Actually, too much things this year, so. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Serious show. Man United 2, Arsenal 1. The scoreline would suggest a pretty close game. But it really wasn't, was it? <laughs> um, no, I, you know, the, the, the only thing I'm going to remember from this game is that you, you said it earlier, it was the surest, you know, bet for anyone that uh, Robin Van Persie... If you did that sort of thing. If you did that sort of thing, that Robin Van Persie was going to score against Arsenal. But still, the moment when it actually happened, and it came so soon in the match as well, to see, you know, the the fans and to see the fact that he kind of half-celebrated was quite painful. I wonder what young Andy Whitelaw, our producer, was thinking at that moment. (laughs) Arsenal have won just three of 21 league games between these two sides, and this is since they won the Premier League. That's, but that's where they are now, right? I mean, they're not an elite, they're not a top-level team anymore. There's the three top-level teams now in the league. Arsenal aren't in that bracket anymore. 
they're in the, the level below. Okay, they get in the Champions League almost every year, or every year. But that makes them fourth. They never challenge for the league anymore. They're not in the elite group, so you'd expect them not to do well at Man United. So what what should they do, Boyan? It should, should there be a change of manager, you reckon? You reckon it's time for Wenger to step aside? Go to Real Madrid. Well, <laughs> one thing, if you see there is two ways when you talk about Arsene Wenger. If you see what he did for Arsenal, he's uh, probably one of the greatest managers ever, anywhere. Because he built a stadium, he bring so many young players for for small amount of money, he sold them for millions. Uh, their club without any problem financially, they had new stadium, which according to this, yes, he's great manager, one of the top in the world. But problem today is that all top clubs want trophies, fans mm. want trophies. Uh, they, I think that last year they gave him chance. They told him, you have money, if you want spend money, we want trophies. He can't change himself, so maybe it's for him time to go. Mm. New it depends perhaps. what they want. That money that he was given, look at the players that he actually spent it on. And it, you can always see that signature Arsene Wenger. Well, this is what I believe that Arsene, that Arsenal needs and, you know, he's good enough. But they've all... It, well, it hasn't been a over, single but, one. But over the, over the last year, I think he's changed slightly in that he's bought uh, finished articles over the last year, which True, he's never really done before. True, as opposed to the young yeah. development ones. Our tab, but there was a general call from everyone, including yeah. the Arsenal fans, for him to do that. But the, but the, the older players that he's bought, I still don't think, are... Top class, they're just no, not, they're not fully world class at all. I think the, the mistake in this game was playing Santos left back. Oh, man, he was like a fan. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he, was, he was like a fan playing. Uh, he who, also asked for Van Persie's shirt. Exactly. Who has ever seen that? Who has ever seen? Imagine a fan. If you're an Arsenal fan watching that, you'd go bananas. If I saw a Celtic or a Kalantan player do that at <laughs> halftime against another team, I'd go bananas. Mm. Okay, well, Robin Van Persie scored this weekend, as you know. He has now scored against all current Premier League clubs. Oh, this clubs. is the question, isn't it? Only this one other player has done it. Who? Now, I just uh, might add that before this show, Ross asked me this. He said two players have scored uh, against every club. And I went through, just to push it along a bit, yeah. I went through the Henri's, the Ruud van Nistelrooy's, even the Kevin Davis, Alan Shearer, and none of them are right. Who is the second Les player? Ferdinand. Not Les Ferdinand. Andy Cole. Not Andy I Cole. I said Andy Cole, but not Andy Cole. Boyan, not Nicholas Anelka. Any guesses? No. The, the clue that Ross <laughs> gave was that he's played for lots of clubs and he doesn't necessarily have had to have done it in a few seasons. It could have been career-wide. Should we come back to that later? Yeah, yeah, and hey, if anyone, if anyone at home knows the answer, by all means, tweet and get in touch on the Facebook page because we don't know. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that's it. Uh, has that, who, Robin Van Persie scored against all current Premier League clubs. Only one other player has done this. Do you know who... Tweet us, SMS it. Get on Wikipedia. No prizes. No Robbie, prizes. Robbie Fowler. No, not Robbie Fowler. See, it's quite... Andrew Johnson. Not Andrew Johnson. And it's not Emil Heskey. We'll move <laughs> on then. We'll move on to Swansea 1, Chelsea 1. Yeah, what was going on there? Because when United won, they went hang top. On, hang on, can we... What, hang, just, can I just talk back to United Arsenal? That was... Uh, it was such an incredible hammering. It was like the 8-2 game. But what I'd be most worried about if I was the Arsenal fans is that Arsenal looked like they froze. Arsenal went there and played like a bottom-of-the-table team. They played like a Reading or a Southampton. Mm, mm. Their players froze. They made basic errors. Their experienced players made basic errors. 
that's a big worry for Arsenal. Somebody said, somebody said um, Arsenal were like a, uh, was like a tennis player, uh, like Andy Murray. They compared him. Well, that might be stretching it. No, 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 the Murray, the Mazza. Here's what you said. Here's what they said. They said if you keep playing the ball back in the danger area, sooner or later he'll make a mistake. True. But I mean, tennis is a different right. terrible kettle analogy. Fish. All right, yeah, all right. it's a different kettle of fish. All right, we move on, okay, and in the no. meantime, keep that striker yeah, in that mind. Yeah, that striker. Yeah. All right, okay. we move on to Swansea one, Chelsea one. Jeeve, your your boys were primed to take the top. That was spot a good back. Swansea goal. That was it. Was a good it was goal. Great, it was a great, great goal right. to to come back from. But you know, um, I'm still happy with the overall play that's been going on. It's, it, it was for me and just another Chelsea. Once we were one up, I was thinking, um, okay, they could put a couple more in. But it kind of fizzled out a bit after that. And um, and for Swansea, you know, they have been showing that they've got enough kind of bite to come in and mm. do what they did. So I can't... You know, it's one of those draws that you don't want to have, obviously. Yeah. But you got to kind of live with it. It's a shame we lost the league with it. The lost Michael final. Laudrup, Boyan. Are you surprised at how easily he's taken to, to management at a top level? Well, he was top player, so... You know what they said for a player like him. If you learn from every coach that coach him, if you learn only to exercise, he must be good. Mm. <laughs> but then you know, the one thing is that you need to have management skill. Um, probably he was captain mm. before. He he naturally he had this. He was leader when he was playing. So yeah, I'm not surprised that yeah. Yeah, mm. I'm not surprised that he is doing well as a manager. Mm. Well, John Terry is available for Chelsea in in the next game, and um, he. In the in his what four games that he's missed, they've shipped ten goals. Yeah, no, so I mean he may be old and he may be. The, this question might be up of they have to replace him at some point, mm. but not this season. <laughs> I want to see him back there. Uh, no, was anybody racist in this game? Was there anything racist? No, there wasn't on? anything. That Chelsea went, complaining no, no. about anything in this but game. But that that if you're talking about what happened the week before, then that was a clear racism. The man in black wasn't wearing black. Yeah, they're not allowed to now because it's Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Although Chelsea were denied an absolute stonewall penalty exactly. on Hazard. Exactly. Char- Charger says player that scored against all current EPL teams, Anelka, no Charger. They went through it. Not Anelka, not Van Nistelrooy, come not on, Kevin not Davis. Come on, Charger. Use not, Google, man. Not Suarez. Not Suarez. Well, it can't be any of them because they just started. It's got to be someone from way We, we move on. on. Ian Wright. Wright. Ian Wright. Can you not, no. not Ian Wright. Allow me to finish Ian my point. Rush. Let me finish my point on uh, Hazard and referees in Chelsea. That was a stonewall penalty. Do you think that uh, Chelsea are going to suffer for attacking Clattenburg, the ref, and going after him publicly? Are they going to suffer from the referees? I think they might, you know. Oh, you mean generally as a backlash from the referees? Yeah, probably. But then at what point were, were Chelsea actually being helped by any referees as Man U are well, yeah, every yeah. season? But now We've always had to face really dodgy, dodgy calls, no, even on. if it's up right. to the Okay, come on. Forgetting about that. Let's put that to one side as, as ramblings of a crazy fan. Yeah. Uh, but what do, you, do you think, or does anybody yeah, think that that, that might Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that might happen. If the, the, the refs may well be affected. There's talk of referees wanting to boycott Chelsea games. Yeah, but what else? are we supposed to what else are Chelsea supposed to do I don't know that's the thing I mean it's I not like they know, m- yeah. there are there's enough video footage and evidence still walking around and um, one of their players was done form video evidence for, so why not yeah make a make a protest these referees should be far more anyway we take no- we, we, <laughs> we take nothing away from Swansea it was a great equalizer they I showed fight so, yeah, they yeah no they, they, they were good and I, I, Idil Putra 
not Craig Bellamy. He's not oh, yeah, Craig Bellamy would have been a good idea. Yeah, yeah, right. good, good shout, though, good shout, though. So we move on, and, and after Chelsea dropped points, what do you know, in the late game, West Ham nil, Man City nil. Big Sam may never manage at a top-four club, but he certainly took points from one. I just think, I don't think, you, you've made it out like it's kind of a surprise, but Man City haven't been the best Man City. They haven't been the Man City that they were last year. There's obviously something going wrong somewhere. Um, and you can't really put it down to Mancini being Mancini, so they're just not. Oh, I think you can. They're not the threat that they I, were. I think maybe that is the crux of the problem. Yep. It is Mancini. I think you can. He looks like he's getting more and more unhinged every week. This week he sat in the dugout for five minutes before everybody yep. else came back out. Yep. Uh, like a like a spoiled kid. Um, yeah, that takes does off actually Bal- sound like it's him. Takes off Balotelli. Balotelli played pretty well. Takes him off, ignores him. Uh, you know, he, he's going nuts and pl- changing the formation every week and three times during a game definitely isn't helping either so they haven't they scored something like half the number of goals they scored uh, this time last year mm. um, I think it's I tell you what Martinez. West Ham should have won that because Kevin Nolan had a legitimate goal chalked off or offside oh. it was perfect and Sivan Arden uh, uh, hang on Jeff Sandu's come up with Jermaine Defoe no Jeff obviously not Jermaine Defoe uh, only scores Mervyn says Louis Saha no Sivan Arden has come up with the correct answer which is which is Yakubu oh, the are yak. you kidding me really? Yakubu the Yakubu uh, along with Robin Van Persie, have scored against every single Premier League. Club. Okay, what's the prize? What does he get? There was no, no prize. prize. The prize, prize is knowledge. We, we said that. We said that. <laughs> no, <laughs> prize. No, no prize. No prize. It's no education. Prize. Shocking. That's like <laughs> winning the treble and not getting manager of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Boyan, Boyan, sign your shirt. We'll give that as the prize. Okay. <laughs> we'll find Kilanta jersey. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. A um, couple of questions here for Boyan. First of all, uh, hang on. Let me scroll down on the old tweet deck. And um, <laughs> Amin Haroon says, please address him what as Boyan, sir. Uh, sorry, Amin. But Amin says, Boyan, if you were going to be there next season, who would your choice of import player be? Uh, Kelantan already signed two foreign players. One is no- Obina Novaneri, who for me personally is best defender in this league. And it's for him that was that was not really fair not to in, uh, put him in top three foreign players in th- of the year. Mm. Because if you check his performance, he was the most consistent foreign player, not only in Malaysia Cup, but altogether. means mm. league, mm. FA Cup, Malaysia Cup. The guy was doing a great job. They never put him top three. So I really don't have a clue how they choose this. Uh, and your other foreign player? For me, he was best best foreign player in Malaysia. And your other one? Uh, the season? other one will be Kita Manjo, who was signed already in the middle of the season. But uh, Kelantan, because we're playing in AFC Cup, we can choose four foreign players, okay. three foreign players plus one Asian. So we still want to keep Mohamed Gadar. Of course. Mm. And most probably we're negotiating with one more defender, which is Croatian Mio Dadic, who's supposed to play last AFC Cup. So, but this the situation is that we can change still before May mm. any of foreign players. So we have two defenders, two strikers, and then we can combine. If if any injuries or any suspensions or poor performance, we can always change before May. Excellent. Well, I know. Nice I mean, Haroon, classic your, your breakdown yeah, from man. our in-house manager. Your question well and truly answered. <laughs> All right, c- continuing, I'll look at... BPL games for the weekend. Everton and Fulham had a high score draw. I tell you what, Everton dominated that game, should have won it. The surprise, though, at White Hart Lane. The AVB revolution kind of 
Okay, let me just stop you there. And we have been saying since the beginning of the season that you can't put the words revolution and, <laughs> and name AVB together. Okay, it, whatever it is, it's an AVB something, but it's uh, hardly no, I a mean, revolution. They, they, they were gathering momentum. Five wins out of six Premier League games I, uh, going I re- into this one. As a Chelsea fan, And then they got booed off by, by their own fans because they lost to Wigan. One year ago, I was here in the studio, <laughs> and I told you my experience. <laughs> what what uh, top uh, Portuguese coaches said about AVB. That he's a guy who never played football. He doesn't have a clue. He's just lucky <laughs> that he was Mourinho's assistant, and he's having same agent like Mourinho. Yeah, and not, by the way, getting and the same results as and Mourinho. And he's nowhere close to Mourinho, so he failed in... in uh, uh, Chelsea because he doesn't understand some f- some basic of football inside dressing room mm. I'm not sh- really sure that he will do better in Tottenham he's having really good players mm. so when you have good players it's of course that is easier okay. to do result well, Wigan played very very well and the scorer Ben Watson the first Englishman to score a league goal for Wigan in 2012 there you go. Eh? How's that? Good news. How's that? The Wigan have scored 34 league goals in, twi- thir- in 2012, all scored by overseas players. Hmm. So I'm sure that very soon he will get called up for English. <laughs> 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 were you watching Uncle Roy? I, uh, but Wigan were brilliant in this game. Wigan, Wigan were really, really deserved to Sean win. Sean Maloney, man Sean of the Maloney, match. Fantastic. Malaysia's Sean Maloney. <laughs> born in Malaysia. Uh, he was fantastic. What a player. Um, and I tell you what, Spurs would have done, could have done a lot better than. Uh, Taken uh, Roberto Martinez, Mar- Martinez as their manager mm, instead mm. of AVB. Mm. AVB comedy. Martinez plays great football. Does unbelievable work with no money at all. Keeps them up every year. Uh, this year they've started well. Normally they don't. Normally they uh, start badly and finish well. This year they started well. So the sky's the limit now for Wigan. Yeah. Apart from having Gary Caldwell as a <laughs> No, actually, he played quite well as well, I thought. He's terrible. All right, all right. He is terrible. Uh, Liverpool won. <laughs> Newcastle won. Was the Sunday game. Uh, Yay! There were two glorious goals in this game. Cabay's volley was, was magnifique. And Luis Suarez. Boyan, you saw the goal. Luis Suarez controlling the ball like it was... It, it came out the sky. And he controlled it like it was a futsal move. Kind of took it on his shoulder... It dropped to his leg, he side-footed the goalie, and then he put it in the net. This is when when you see the the guy who is top finisher, even when he does something that is really, really difficult, it looks really, really mm. easy. Mm. This is, I think, for not only for Suarez, for any top finisher. Seven, seven Premier League goals for Liverpool this season. His ninth of the season. He is vital to yeah. Liverpool. Absolutely. He is absolutely vital. If uh, He's carrying that team at the moment. And they're not doing too well because they're uh, not scoring enough out, out with it's his goals. It's their worst start, apparently. But yeah. they, I mean, you can saw good things out. They dominated that game against Newcastle. They, they did, and they have been doing that most of the season and not scoring goals. But that's exactly how they played last season. Mm. They hammered loads of teams and didn't score goals. Hit the woodwork every every game. And uh, Brendan Rodgers came out this week saying he needed three years to get to a place where he could be successful. And that's a, that, that's that's, a that's that's six months after <laughs> Kenny Dalglish just yeah. took them to win the League Cup and uh, mm, mm. FA Cup final. So, mm. I yeah I don't know. I, 
the great three. Imagine. great answer. Imagine expecting the fans and the owners to wait for three years to bring success. Hmm. You know, at some point they're going to have to go. Hang on a minute. And <laughs> they all was, do. Was, they it, always was do. it a mistake getting rid of Kenny Douglas? Normally, mm. they would say any coach in three to six months you need to see results. Mm. May, maybe not less than that, but in three to six months definitely you need to see some improvement. Yeah. After six months, if there is no improvement, there's something wrong. Yeah. It was Steven Gerrard's 600th game for Liverpool. That is some achievement, really. I sure think is. that he sh- it should be. That's it. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of games. You've done it, and you know, from now on, he'll keep setting the record. He's but he's, he's a shadow of his former is, self. Is he the best Liverpool player? I mean, no, 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 okay, no. All the recent times, all the viewers will will come out and say people like Kenny Dalglish and Ian Rush possibly. Kevin Keegan, but but Steven Gerrard, he's pretty much been the swashbuckling Roy of the Rovers. You just you said that Luis Suarez was vital to this team, or Steven Gerrard was vital to the last Liverpool setup. That's it. But there's always one player that has to be doing the the business. And yeah, but you've you've got a point in that he's certainly going to be right up there in Mm. the pantheon of Liverpool Mm. greats. But uh, I'd still say he's a way behind. Dalglish and Rush Alright Fabrizio Colaccini Saw red Straight red For studs up challenge What was that Was that worthy Was that straight red Don't look at me When you're talking about red cards (laughs) Okay I'm still not over that But Okay Um, (laughs) Stuart will answer that About red cards Um, Yeah alright We'll we'll move on Uh, (laughs) Why Why aren't Why aren't Newcastle Doing so well This season They've Bought another striker in, and and they they seem to have built on last season's team. Last season was a would you say Stuart and Bayern was an exceptional run of results for Newcastle, which would you know has set a false benchmark in a sense for this year for them to be better. No, last year last year they had the two best the the best two centre midfielders in the league or the best pair of centre midfielders in Teoti and Kabai. They haven't matched what they did last year uh, when Ba went off form last year. They uh, bought CC and he scored the goals for them. I think that's why. But mainly down to the midfield too is why they were so good last year. Mm. And this year there were a lot of injuries in defence as well in their in, in their defence. Okay. If you see what I mean. I, I, I do. Yeah. I do. I do. Oh no. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Yeah, I no, know you didn't. didn't. We're gonna we're gonna leave it here for for part one. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk to Des Corkill about the S League, about Harry Muda. We're gonna continue our look at the weekend's football. Check out all the other leagues around Europe and talk Champions League football as well. Back soon. Hello, I'm Robbie Fowler. Join us for more on Life's a Pitch right after this. Hi, I'm Kieran Gibbs. Life's a Pitch. We're back with Boyan Hordak, Stuart Cavens and Jeevan Selvanathan. Get in touch. Tweet BFM Radio, SMS 0162019000. Follow us on Facebook, Football on BFM. Right, continuing our, our look at the weekend's BPL, Sunday's game between two teams who haven't won this season yet, Queen's Park Rangers and, and Reading. Guess what? They still haven't <laughs> won yet. <laughs> Strange, that. I mean... Queen's Park Rangers, this this is supposed to be the beginning of a run of winnable games. And, and they, they, according to Mark Hughes, play really well. Second half. Yeah, but <laughs> why can't they get wins? And what's going on? Well, the first thing is, I, to be honest, I was a little bit late on first half. So I watched half of the first half. 
but they were really poor. Uh, <laughs> second <laughs> half, they attackingly they play well, but defensively I don't know why. Because for me, does they don't look really uh, confident. Mm. They don't play really well. They concede 19 goals, which is second worst defense in the league. So I think that you know where is the problem with them. Mm. Yeah, they're rubbish. Uh, <laughs> defensively, defensively, attacking. They are rubbish, they, they creating chances. They, if you see few of the chances that they have, they missing somebody who can put all these balls inside. She mm. says score goal. Uh, the the Moroccan guy is. Uh, I dealt her up. Yeah, he he's the one actually the most dangerous guy there. But mm. he's not striker. He's this attacking midfield. He's a guy who who actually supposed mm. to create, not to score. Mm-hmm. So, so this is what they're missing, and uh, defensively, as I said, they they look poor. Mm. So well, when, when you you got Anton Ferdinand, yeah, exactly. Well, hey, exactly. One yeah. of the things is that uh, today I was talking with one of my friends uh, who mentioned that if you check uh, Mark Hughes' past records, he always have attackingly good teams, but he always have problem defensively. Mm. Mm. Maybe this is his style of of managing. This style of coaching, maybe he need help in this part. Well, for now he's got the backing of the chairman and Queens Park Rangers' next four games. Right, they've got Stoke away, lose. Southampton at home, draw. Uh, Man United away, lose. <laughs> Sunderland away, lose. Mm. Uh, probably draw because yeah. Sunderland can't score. So possibly two points, according to Stuart Cavens, in yep. their next four games, which won't be enough. Which will be twelve games. What, fourteen games gone? No, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look forward to uh, the championship. And this will be huge trouble for for yeah. Marcus. Yeah, and Reading as well. They're no better. These these two are going down. See, yeah. Okay, well, if they don't change something, I tell you what, Mark Hughes at the moment. Uh, we we talk about taxi for Hughes, taxi for Martin O'Neill. It's not going right at Sunderland. They lost to an equally dire Aston Villa. And they have been dire recently, <laughs> Aston Villa. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, they they lost. This is a big game to to lose at home. Um, I, I have wondered though why uh, Gabby Agbonlahor has not left Aston Villa or been offered a contract somewhere else in Europe in some lesser league in some lesser team in the past few years, because um, he's quite a talented striker. He it was his first. Service it was his first goal in 28 league games. Well, I'm talking about service. He never gets it. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you put him, I reckon he could play at Man U. He'd probably score a lot more if he did. You have to have a midfield. Yeah, they're both uh, poor teams, but they're going to be helped out this year by the three that came up. Mm. Uh, not the three that came up, sorry. Two that came up plus yeah. QPR being so bad. And they're almost getting cut adrift already yeah. at the bottom of the league. I tell you what, uh, Norwich City are pulling away. They had a 1-0 win against Stoke. Uh, game was marred by, by managers bad-mouthing each other. Managers Tony, bad-mouthing each uh, other in the BPL. T- Tony Poulis <laughs> accused uh, Snodgrass of going down too easily. So Chris Hutton comes back and goes, yeah? What about Charlie Adam? <laughs> hey, hey, he's falling both, down all the Both league. Scottish players. <laughs> These bloody foreigners. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's what happened in the BPL this weekend. Uh, should we have winners and losers? Here's producer Andy. This week's winners and losers. Monday's main man is none other than Sean Maloney. Never mind November rain, it was a super Scott who brought the pain to Spurs in a red-hot performance that left the Lactics ecstatic. So for delivering three very welcome points with a virtuoso display against Spurs, we say congratulations, Sean Maloney. You are Monday's main man. Honourable mentions go to RVP. On current form, he could make the difference in the title race. 
Michael Loudrop. The Dane did well to get the Swans singing from the same hymn sheet when his team took on the Blues. Big Sam Allardyce, a delightfully pristine, spotless, clean sheet against the champions will certainly delight the West Ham manager. Kabai, c'est super. Luis Suarez, muy bueno. And finally, Chris Hooten, as far as he's concerned, seven points from Norwich's last three games will taste even sweeter than Delia's cooking. Monday's loser is none other than Martin O'Neill. Sunderland have been abject this season and their manager just can't seem to motivate them even when the hapless Villa come to town. So for turning the Stadium of Light into the Stadium of Misery after an utterly depressing defeat to Aston Villa, we say sorry Martin O'Neill but you are Monday's absolute muppet. Dishonourable mentions go to AVB. Gilfie Sigurdsson is not a defensive midfielder and being outplayed by Wigan at home is not a good sign. Thomas Vermaelen. RVP must have thought Christmas had come early when his former teammate teed him up with an absolute gift to score after just three minutes. Perhaps Arsene Wenger should put a parachute in the Belgian stocking this year because his current form, alarmingly, has taken a dive off the edge of a cliff in recent weeks. Mark Hughes. If you can't win games ever, including Reading at home, then you're surely treading the dark path toward relegation, or at least the sack. And finally, Mario Balotelli for his not-so-super sky-high miss against the Hammers. Producer Andy and in, this in week's top winners and form. losers. Top form. Stuart said, what, no Wenger? What, no yeah. Wenger? Exactly. Yeah. Look at his what, team no getting Wenger. taken apart yet I again I tell you what, I, I think Producer Andy should get an honourable mention. Because in his three big shouts this weekend, <laughs> oh, yeah. he said there would be a penalty in the United-Arsenal game. He said Van Persie would score and Arsenal would lose. Well done. Well, that's mm. not bad. He's better. So the Arsenal loss, loss was so is he winner or loser? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a lot better. The Arsenal loss thing was always going to happen, really. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't exactly going out on a limb there, yeah, was he? You know what I mean? Tonight, <laughs> West Brom take, or rather, tomorrow morning, West Brom take on Southampton. So um, sleep in then. <laughs> Southampton. Well, Southampton are currently bottom. They need at least a draw to get off the bottom, and yeah, Geef will be asleep. I'm definitely going to be asleep for that one. <laughs> and they ship a million goals, so uh, it might actually be fairly entertaining because they're so bad. I've got back. one player left in fantasy football. Yeah, we're not I doing it. We're not doing <laughs> the, the update until Friday because there is still a game to play. I've got Adam Lalana still to play. I dare you, Stuart, to stay up till six o'clock tomorrow. Morning on the, uh, on the on the thought that there might be interesting match. There'll no, be, I there'll think, be a I few think goals. yeah, there'll be goals yeah. in this one. Whether they're worth staying up till six in the morning to watch, it's <laughs> it's a four a.m. kickoff. West Brom versus Southampton. All right, before we t- look at the other leagues, let's let's talk local football. Let's cross over to Astro Arena's Des Corkill and say, Des, has the S League concluded yet? Indeed, it has. It was on Friday night when Tampanese Rovers beat Harimamuda to win the league, uh, back-to-back titles for them. Uh, Brunei's DPMM were in uh, the title race if companies were to draw or lose. And uh, DPMM won, DPMM could have won the title. Instead, they lost 2-0 at home to Balestia in a match that had one of the most spectacular thunderstorms I've ever, ever witnessed in Southeast Asia. <laughs> it was phenomenal. It really was. But um, Harima Muda were, were disrupted. Uh, four of their key players were... Uh, up in Vietnam playing for the national team. So mm. they did well to keep it to 1-0. But Tampanese champions, a very creditable fourth place, though, for Onkin Sui's Harima Muda. Excellent stuff. The national side, they were involved in a friendly, lost 1-0 against Vietnam. 
Yes, and it's caused one or two palpitations amongst uh, one or two in the press around here. Um, for me, though, I thought it was, it was a good game. Safi, Sally hit the bar. Um, Vietnam will be one of the powerhouses, are traditionally one of the powerhouses in Southeast Asia. And to go there and lose 1-0 in a very competitive game wasn't as bad a performance. Uh, it's not a great result, but it's, it's very much development for K. Rajagopal. But the performance wasn't bad, and I think it augurs well that they can go to Vietnam, perform creditably, mm. and even though they lost, uh, the performance, I think, augurs well. They've got another friendly in Bangkok against Thailand on Wednesday. Um, and what Roger Gopal's done now is he's tinkered with his team over the last couple of months. It now looks like he's got his set 16, and his starting 11 on Saturday, uh, on, um, yeah, it was Saturday night, wouldn't surprise me if that was the starting 11 he had for the start of the Suzuki Cup on November the 25th. Oh, okay, that's a big shout. All right, what, what time's the, the uh, Malaysia, Thailand-Malaysia game then? Um, it's a seven, an 8 o'clock kickoff in, in Thailand. Um, certainly not on our channels, but uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> but, but we will be covering the next friendly match, their last friendly match before the Suzuki Cup, which is a home match against Hong Kong on November the 14th. So that will be the last opportunity for teams to have a look at what Roger Gopal has put together. Defending champions we are in Southeast Asia. There's a couple of good nations. Philippines will be strong because of their European mm. um, players coming over. Vietnam have really developed a very nice team and will be a, a major powerhouse. They're in the opposite group to, um, um, uh, to, to Malaysia. Singapore and Indonesia will be the main threat in Malaysia's group, um, although Indonesia are beset by problems Singapore, though, are getting their act together. They're going away for a training camp to Japan. They'll be taking on a Cerezo Darko, I think it is, in a, in a friendly. Uh, sorry, Shimizu Espos in a friendly uh, later this week. So I expect Singapore to have their act together. Um, but Malaysia, good enough to make the semi-finals. Thereafter, they've just got to up it a little bit from where they were in the friendly against Vietnam. Astro Arena's Des Corkill, who needs some correcting. The Thailand-Malaysia game is live on Astro Arena. So oh. Goes on Satu. 8 p.m. Wednesday, uh, that's when it kicks off. He, so also, he also needs some correcting, saying that Malaysia are only going to get to the semi-finals. Come on, Des, we're going to win it again. Come <laughs> on, boy, get in. Moving along then to the championship this weekend. David Ngog. Remember him? David Ngog? Yeah, he was that strange kind of football wannabe at Liverpool. He had a re remarkable cameo at Bolton. He came off the bench. It was he, a cameo, though, right? He, yeah. he scored the winner for Bolton, and then he got himself sent off. Yeah, that was what he did at Liverpool. It was yeah. Doogie Friedman's first game in charge as Bolton manager. Of course, he took over from Crystal Palace this week, and it was a 2-1 win over Cardiff, so top of the table. I think it was Ingo, wasn't it? <laughs> Ingo, yeah. Wash Ingo. Wash Ingo. Oh, dear. Score Ingo. Oh, dear. Ian Holloway, new Crystal Palace manager, he, um, he had a win against Henningberg's Blackburn Rovers. 2-0. Okay. Uh, Glenn Murray scoring the brace there. Blackpool, whom Ian Holloway left, uh, suffered a heavy defeat against Derby. 4-1, they got beat at Pride Park. Derby County. Mick McCarthy, now at Ipswich Town. Uh, he inspired them to their first win in 13 attempts. They saw off Birmingham 1-0. DJ Campbell scoring the th his third in fifth, uh, five appearances. Hey. For uh, Ipswich. Middlesbrough are the form team in, in the championship. Yeah. 
Five straight victories. They beat Charlton 4-1. They're now up to second, uh, trailing only on goal difference. All the, new, all the new managers, or uh, all the teams with new managers got new manager bounce, except, except Henningberg. with Henningberg. And I think uh, Mick McCarthy will do very well at Ipswich. You reckon it was Shebby? Yeah. He'll stay. Was Shebby. I think yeah. I was just about to say that. I think it's Shebby. definitely Shebby. It was Shebby no. that put the mockers on. Shebby was picking the team while Henning was, <laughs> before Henningberg was there, and he did okay. <laughs> On to La Liga we go. Barcelona were not at their best. Uh, they won 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> Only 3-1. Yeah, that's it. That's, uh, at Celta Vigo. Well, you know, Adriano, David Villa and Jordi Alba scored. Oh, I know. yeah. that's no I mean, Messi. What do you mean? They must be in no crisis. Messi. <laughs> Messi had a injury scare towards the end. Uh, knee problem, but he came on. Uh, he was he was treated. Came back to finish the game a bit gingerly, though. Oh, hopefully he's injured. <laughs> Much as he's the best player ever, he hopefully he's injured because their next game against is uh, Celtic. Real Madrid uh, beat Zaragoza four nil at the Santiago Bernabeu. Angel Di Maria, Luka Modric, Michael Essien, and Gonzalo Higuain scored. No Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo had nine attempts on goal. Without scoring uh, The wow. most by any Real Madrid player I wonder when the last week In La Liga was That Messi and Ronaldo Didn't, didn't score. score Do you reckon they both Just go listen Bit off this week mm. Yeah, yeah Well it's not down, I mean it's yeah. got to It's got to uh, tax them At some point This personal duel That they're having And they can't be I just I think what Stuart was saying Is that the fact that Either one didn't score mm. And it was um, You know Blank on both sides That's odd Atletico Madrid lost for the first time this season. Uh, Valencia beat them 2-0. Roberto Soldado, he's getting the goals. Mm. And Nelson Valdez, remember him with the long yeah. hair? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's Spain done. Barcelona lead uh, Atletico Madrid by three points. Uh, Real Madrid are a further five points behind in third place. Malaga, who lost this weekend as well, are in fourth. So there you go. Yeah, they've turned it around after all the shenanigans. Uh, they only had to sell bonus. a few players and, and, yeah, yeah, and then, they were fine. But they thought they were going to be kicked out of the league at one point for not paying wages, but they turned it around. They're going great guns in Europe, Malaga. We'll talk about that in a few moments. So Falcao didn't score either. Falcao didn't score. No. This is shocking. Man. This, this is shocking. shocking. Now yeah. that makes it really shocking. A week without Messi, Ronaldo or Falcao. Scoring. It's okay. All these shocks balanced out I by the know. Bundesliga because oh. Bayern Munich are now seven points clear at the top of the Bundesliga <laughs> after ten games played. Uh, Schalke lost. Bayern, Bayern had a 3-0 win against Hamburg. Schweinsteiger, Muller, and Cruz. Sounds like the balanced Bayern Munich attack, as usual. Mm. Uh, Sven Shiplock. He's not a name you often hear. Sven Shiplock no. scored the winner for Hoffenheim. They beat Schalke 3-2. So that's why Bayern's got this big lead. Schalke in second. Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, uh, equal number of points with Schalke in third. Then you've got Bayer Leverkusen in fourth. Interesting, right? Moving on from Germany to the Serie A this weekend, where Juve lost their 100% it, it, record. Come on, it had to happen. It was getting out of hand, that unbeaten run. It's, it's ended at 49 matches unbeaten. Yeah, in, in, it was literally getting quite ridiculous. For yeah. Arsenal fans, it was the little silver lining, that and Spurs yeah. losing this weekend. The fact that they got 52 yeah, beforehand, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah they're the unbeatable. Only, the only thing they've won that title. But I tell you what, Inter, Inter are, are looking very, very good, though. Form team won uh, eight or nine in a row now after that one. Mm. Uh, 
But Juve still look good as well, don't they? I mean, and they get all the help from the refs. Let's not let's not forget. Um, yeah, AC, AC Milan. Must be nice. AC Milan had a win. You you haven't said that often this mm, week, no. uh, this season. But they did had a thumping win at that five-one win over Kievo, who are known as the Flying Donkeys. And play like them. I think they should. <laughs> I think. Can you imagine? Their, their badge is just Tony Adams. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that not Stoke City? <laughs> it's all close enough, really. Uh, that, that's Bundesliga done. Uh, okay, Liga this oh, week. Liga. Liga. Zlatan did a kung fu kick on Saint Etienne's goalkeeper. Took out ten players. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he, he took out the goalkeeper uh, straight red. 21 minutes from time PSG lost for the first time this season Saint Etienne were 2-1 winners Montpellier shock uh, disappointment well fresh disappointment Uh, they've had difficult start to the season Mm. they actually had a 1-1 draw against Strugglers Troyes is it Troyes? Troyes 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 Marseille are 14th on 12 points. Uh, yeah, Bordeaux beat Toulouse. But I tell you what, Lyon are the team they're up and coming in France. Well, Remember, they, Leon, they, were, they Leon won used seven. To be. Yeah, Leon they won used seven to be, championships or something. But then in Marseille and Bordeaux turned up and kind of uh, knocked them off their, their historical spots. So it's quite nice to see a resurgence in Lyon. Mm. But PSG lead, uh, well, it's all very close. PSG and Olympic Marseille both on 22 points. PSG leading on goal difference. Further point behind in third, you've got Olympic Lyon. And in Toulouse are the fourth team in France. This week, Champions League football. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Porto, Malaga, Barcelona and Manchester United. They are the teams with 100% records in their respective groups. They uh, Another victory would see them through pretty much to the next next round but you've got two teams who are currently on a point you've got a few hovering who got who might get knocked out this week we'll quickly run through the groups in group a you've got dinamo kiev against top of the table porto porto on a hundred percent record psg against dinamo zagreb i know you you've got mm. your hands up but they're bottom of the table zero point they're useless <laughs> for, for Champions League mm-hmm. But in Croatia They are seven years in the row They are champions so And nasty fans they, the too The problem is that yeah. They are surviving by selling players mm. So whenever they win the league They will play Champions League They will sell Two or three guys That they are having now They put one one boy Who is 18 years old They put him to be captain They put one 16 years old boy To play first matches Versus Paris Saint-Germain So these two guys They will sell for millions And They will still be the best in Croatia But Internationally, they can't do much. Okay, well, that's Group A. In Group B, you've got Schalke against Arsenal, Olympiakos against Montpellier. Arsenal second on six points. Uh, Schalke are top of the table on seven. A draw theoretically should do the Gunners, but uh, that's hard to find these days for <laughs> yeah. the Gunners. Yeah, I mean, might w- be might be a bit difficult. Let's see Walcott gets his smiling little face on. It, it might be the pick me up they need though, because Schalke away, haven't done too. Away to Schalke, I yeah, no, it's not easy. So. Man. Schalke are playing really well in the Bundesliga yeah, this year. Uh, that's a Schalke win for me. 
Okay. In Group C, on Anderlecht against uh, Zenit St. Petersburg. AC Milan against Malaga. Malaga, 100% record after two games. AC Milan, a second on four points. In Group D, Man City against Ajax. Real Madrid against Dortmund. The group of yeah, death, this yeah, one. Be Dortmund lead the way. They're on seven points. So, uh, but then to get something from the Bernabeu is, is a big ask, isn't it? Hmm? So and if Ronaldo didn't score this Exactly, weekend, he's probably saving you know it like Messi. So and Mancini came out and said that they might not win the for, Champions for at least for, three years. For three years. Another yeah. three yeah, what year is it plan with guy? all these people and their three year plans? That's mm. got to stop. Three years contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. go. In a nutshell. Um, yeah, well, that's because they're not going to make it through this season, are they, City? They're currently bottom on one point, but you never know. You never no. know. Three more that, wins. No, it's quite embarrassing, though. If you, just, wins, won, if you just won the league and stuff, you should be at least in second or third spot. But this, it's quite an appalling performance they've put in the Champions League so far. That's Tuesday's games. Wednesday's games. In Group E, you've got Juventus against Norgeland. You've got uh, Chelsea against Shakhtar Donetsk. Now we got cleanly killed last yeah. time against Shakhtar. Shakhtar so. are the form team. They, they whether lead. they can travel to the bridge and do it, that's going to be interesting. And now Juve are vulnerable, so maybe this, this group is a little bit more open than it should be, but um, yeah, Chelsea have to do the business here. They have to they have to come out and out Shakhtar, Shakhtar. Mm. So, so yeah. In Group G, sorry, was that, no, no, in Group F, Valencia against Bati Borisov, uh, Bayern Munich against Lille. Boring. Valencia <laughs> lead the way on, actually, this one, you've got three teams on on six points. This is a massively oh, open group. This is quite interesting. Yeah, sorry. it's far from boring. <laughs> Anyone, it all depends on, on the next round of games, match day four. In Group G, you've got Benfica against Spartak Moscow, Celtic mm. against Barcelona, the biggest game at Celtic Park for a while. Isn't and it? one they will lose. Uh, well, yeah, we're astonishingly unlucky last time in the new Camp yeah. in the 94th minute. Yeah. Uh, and Celtic played very intelligently, uh, defensively, but very intelligently. But now they're at home, so how can you expect them to do that They'll again? They'll just play the same. <laughs> I, they'd be crazy to come out against Barcelona because they'd, they'd score 15. Exactly. So they, if they play the same way, they've got a chance of a point, maybe. But it does look ominous because Messi didn't score this Yeah, but I mean, really, nobody expected uh, Celtic to get anything from either games against Barcelona, and they can still get through mm. despite getting yep. no points, you know? Yep, yep, yep. They're currently second Celtic on four points. Barca, of course, with that 100% record. Finally, in Group H, you've got Cluj of Romania <laughs> against Galatasaray. <laughs> you've got Braga against Man United. United on nine points. Kluge. Yeah, well, I went, I th- I'm a big fan of Kluge, and I think Kluge, you know, after their initial Champions League forays, they should clean up here. Well, hopefully they will. Lo- Are you a big fan because they're Romanian? Yeah, I'd love to, love to see Is them go through. Is that why? Yeah, I'd love to see yeah. them go through. I didn't know that Romanian you're a Romanian football. fan. Oh, I think they're great. They're why did, I think it's fantastic. Why did you get in Romanian football all of a sudden? All those stars. Georgia. Would, would, you, would you like to go to Transylvania? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell me any player from First Eleven? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, actually. Would you, um, it's just gone off the top of the world. <laughs> if, uh, if, what is that if, over there? If you, were, if you were to score a goal in Romania, would you dye your hair blonde like they did in 1998 that was a great move when they yeah. did that would you do that great. yeah I might do that if, if you I scored a goal that was a good eyebrows. Romania team that if was. you scored in Romania eyebrows yeah right you would do he's that. got yeah. no hair yeah 
Yeah. In case you, you haven't noticed. But you are, you are trying to score in Romania. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly, <laughs> the Europa League. In Group A, you've got Liverpool. They're top. They uh, travel to Moscow to take on Anzi because they don't play in Chechnya. They play at the Lokomotiv Stadium in Moscow, which is where all their players live anyway. So yes. it's, it's no difference. So it's, yeah. But it's a tough ask because Suarez will probably be called upon again and he must he be probably, knackered by now. Probably be called again. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, Udinese against Young Boys uh, is the other tie. In Group D, Newcastle are top on seven points. They are travel to Belgium to take on Club Bruges. In the other game in Group D... I hope they're not going to Belgium to take on Club Bruges. <laughs> I thought they have gone to the wrong place. Uh, sorry. Uh, what? No, never mind. Carry on. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. uh, Bordeaux... It's just on his own one. Bordeaux against Maritimo is, is the other one. Did you say Portugal or Belgium? I thought Belgium. you said Portugal. I said Belgium. No, sorry, man. Sorry. I, take, I completely take that back. Sorry, that's everyone. Okay. I take that back. That's what... Kids, that's what hitting the ball too much when you're yeah, young does exactly. to you. Yeah. And you should... <laughs> See or head on your opponent. <laughs> in Group J, bright La- red. Lazio <laughs> are, are leading the group on five points. They uh, entertain Panathinaikos, who are bottom of the table. Spurs. Now, AVB's said a lot about Europa. He uh, says a lot. No, because he's won the Europa League with Porto, right? Mm-hmm. So he's saying they're going to take this seriously. <laughs> they're on the verge of getting knocked out, you know. <laughs> That's him taking things seriously. They've played three. Them. They've drawn three. They need to win a game. Uh, they need to beat Maribor. And Maribor is one famous Slovenian skiing club. Thank you, because I didn't know where they were from. <laughs> yes, they're from Slovenia. <laughs> In Slovenia, national sport number one is skiing. So, so yeah. they, don't, they don't care much don't of live, football. Yeah. <laughs> so if they come with Maribor, then they're <laughs> <laughs> it all points to a Maribor win and Aaron Lennon own goal. Yeah, yeah, so. fully. Uh, so that's it. That's all the time we have. Uh, thanks for all your your tweets. Thanks for all your SMSs. I say thank you, Jeevan Salvanathan. No problems. Thank you, Stuart Cavens. Thank you, uh, Boyan Hodak. Thank, thank you, you, Boyan, and thank for you. what you've done yeah, thank you in the football. Of thank, you. Thank, you. thank you, come thank on, you. and and more of the same next season. Hey, thanks for listening. We're back on Friday. Until then, have a great week. Bye now. Life's a pitch every Monday on BFM eighty nine point nine. A Kaputi production.